And I still believe that these problems can be solved. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. This is The Political Show. <laughs> Hey, 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 and welcome to The Political Show right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix, and with me in studio we have... Gavin Enslin. Pastor Gavin Enslin. Right here on The Political Show, where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics. And, and I just wanted to mention, we have two sponsors today. Mm. So on the, sh- on the show, Gigs is sponsored by Coca-Cola. <laughs> All right, and uh, thanks to Coke for providing Gigs with... A nice Coca-Cola drink for her to keep her voice box ready. <laughs> and I am sponsored by the DJ Black Coffee. <laughs> Thank you, Black Coffee, for your generous donation of Black Coffee. No milk, no sugar, because my wife says I'm sweet enough. <laughs> so just uh, thank you word to those sponsors. <laughs> I was taken off guard by that. This week's hot politics. Well, we've never been sponsored before, so... <laughs> This week's hot politics, we are speaking about South African elections, which is, you know, I actually enjoy our country's politics. There was a point in my well, life. That's about real issues. Eh? You know, there, yeah, there was a uh, point. There's a pothole in the road. In fact, the pothole's turned into a three meter giant hole. Yeah. And if a car comes riding down when there's a massive rainstorm, the people in the car are probably going to drown. <laughs> you don't know what a pothole is if you've never seen a pothole in your country, or maybe call it something different in your country. A pothole is. Through lack of maintenance on yes. the road, a tar road. Yes, is a hole on the road. It cracks. Yes. And it rains, water gets into the crack. Then cars right over this uh, piece of tar mm. where the ground underneath is soft because water's got in there. Mm. So the tar starts breaking up. Yeah. And a hole develops and gets bigger and bigger. And we call it. And after a while, it becomes like a crater on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> a <laughs> look, I mean, a bad pothole looks like a crater on the moon. It does. It does. It does. Um, They're round. Mm, and we call them potholes in South Africa. It's quite interesting, actually. Um, We've got special insurance. Yes. For, for our tires on our, on our cars. Actually. That when you hit a pothole and your tire blows. <laughs> that is so true. Um, yeah, so I there was a time where I didn't like our country's politics. I just felt like it was the same thing over and over until... But it actually was. It was. It's but like the, a breath of fresh air now. Yeah, it is. When you look at the other other country politics, you're like, is that what you guys are fighting about? And you're like, okay, I prefer ours. Did you, did you call that man a she? <laughs> this week we are looking at the elections She's happening coming up this year in South Africa. Not, we don't have those arguments No, here. we don't. We don't. There's a few people in Santon that might be talking like that, but the vast majority of the people do not care about this stuff. Maybe a few of the students in the universities. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. And... Um, we are looking at the elections that are coming up this year, and there's quite a bit that is happening. You know, um, we're looking at the polls that are going to be hap- that that are happening right now, and predictions in terms of the elections and the state of the nation in South Africa. Yes, well, we're focusing on two things. 
The first is something I think we have touched on before, that in South Africa a new political movement was formed out of the ex-president yeah. of South Africa, Jacob Zuma, who of course was a member of the ANC. And there's a breakaway party from the ANC called MK, which is uh, the, those two letters stand from Konto Sizwe. And Konto Sizwe was the armed wing of the ANC during the liberation struggle, during the years uh, you know, of apartheid. And uh, Jacob Zuma was part of the MK movement within the ANC. And now his son and Jacob Zuma and some other people, especially from the Zulus, have formed this new party called MK. Um, yeah, they, they're going to be running. The ANC is taken into court trying to stop them from being able to run. And uh, yeah, so they've now suspended him. So we're going to discuss that. And also um, some predictions that have come from Dr. Franz Cournier. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll get into his later about what the likely outcomes of the polling is. Mm. Yep. Yeah. We have a caveat because there's certain things we don't know yet. So yeah. we will tell you what the caveat is. Yes. So that is going to be our show. It's going to be hot as always because this is a political show where Christ politics is. Hot politics. Hot politics. Stay updated and entertained with Active FM on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Spotify, Anchor, and everywhere else. Engage with us. Like the posts, comment, share them out, retweet, and repost. Spread the word. Active FM. Radio has never been better. So I came across two articles. Um, one article actually I researched after Pastor Gavin showed me a YouTube video um, from a YouTube channel called State of the Nation, and they were interviewing uh, Franz Krenier. Um, well, the guy's name is Mike Shem. Mike Shem. No, I don't know if you know Shem is a Lebanese surname. Is it? Mm. Mm. So um, he may actually be family of my, my wife because <laughs> my wife's mother was Lebanese. Yeah. And there was a jockey, Robbie Shem, yeah. a number of years ago. And Robbie Shem turned out was my wife's second cousin. Wow. I never met him, but he was a famous jockey in South Africa. It's interesting. And this guy, Mike Shem, he's got the same surname. Interesting. So he might be family of my wife's. And you Who don't knows? know. I mean, I must find out. <laughs> yeah, you should. You know that what they say here in South Africa? What? Lebanese, whenever they go around, they say, how's it, my cousin? Yeah. Okay, and the the thing is, if they're speaking to each other, it might just be the cousin. I mean, we've we've met people. In fact, even this year, yeah, we've met people that are family of my wife's that she's never met. It's interesting. She didn't even know they exist. That is very then interesting. Then she meets him now. This is her family. Sure. No, that that is very interesting. Um. Yeah. So, and then one of my wife's uncles. Yeah. It's seven sons. It's a lot of kids. <laughs> that is a lot of kids. Seven glory. That's a Seven lot. sons. It's crazy. The first article I'm going to be looking at is from Financial Times, and it was an article that was released on um, the 30th of January 2024, this year, a few days ago. And it's titled ANC Suspends Former South African President Jacob Zuma. 
Uh, South, Africans, South Africa's former president, Jacob Zuma, has been suspended from the African National Congress, highlighting the deepening divisions in the governing party ahead of the national elections this year. Zuma served as president from 2009 to 2018, when the ANC forced him to step down to make way for Cyril Maposa, who is the current leader. Zuma's presidency was dogged by a series of corruption allegations and poor growth in Africa's most industrialized economy. Last month, he launched his own political movement named Mkonto Wesizwe, also known as MK, after the ANC's former military wing, arguing that um, there had been a failure of leadership in the governing party. I cannot and will not campaign for the ANC of Ramaphosa, he said. Uh, Figile Mbabula, ANC Secretary General, said Zuma was actively Pinging in the integrity of the ANC by campaigning to unseat the party. Babula said that the decision to suspend Zuma, a former head of intelligence, during the ANC struggle against apartheid was unanimous. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think the, the ANC is in a no-win situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to Ramaphosa, Jacob Zuma was the president. Okay. So obviously there were battles within the ANC. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Zuma faction lost out to Ramaphosa. There's a whole Busasa scandal mm-hmm. that the Ramaphosa faction bought that election. Um, then there was a guy that, that died in a very mysterious accident. Penny mm-hmm. um, going 800 k's an hour <laughs> around a, a 90 degree bend leading up to the airport, which mm-hmm. didn't make any sense yeah. to me. So the, the, the possibility that that individual was murdered is significant. Yeah. You know, who knows what happened there. I mean, if he was driving that fast around that corner leading into the airport, he was one very stupid man, maybe, or very drunk. Yeah. Or, I don't know. I was just, uh, it's very fishy. That's all I can say. So a lot of question marks because um, in that election, um, coming towards the end of Jacob Zuma's term, it's Kosasana Lemini Zuma, um, she was running against Ramaphosa yeah. and she lost by about 30 votes or 20 votes or something in that conference and this is out of thousands upon thousands and uh, you know th- there was talk that uh, delegates were being given envelopes with wads of money Sure. so um, obviously deep wounds and Ramaphosa comes into power and uh, in a very short space of time they forced Jacob Zuma out <coughs> yep. so um, Ramaphosa takes over then they have the elections in 2019 and obviously the ANC wins with about 56% of the vote mm. um, and many people were celebrating until uh, Eskom the power utility started collapsing Aye. and Jacob Zuma fixed it yeah. I mean with the, 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 there's a family called the Guptas um, and uh, one of their family members Sanjay Gupta was a, a, a doctor on CNN mm-hmm. um, they apparently were the cause of all the corruption you know but yet Jacob Zuma stopped load shedding which started under his predecessor Tabo Mbeki's time and Jacob Zuma had forced Tabo Mbeki out <laughs> and then Jacob Zuma later got forced out by Sora Maposa. yeah so um, the reality is that under Tabo Mbeki in 2008 right, that's when we first started experiencing load shedding and during the term of Jacob Zuma while they're talking about how terrible the economy was and uh you know, the Gupta family was corrupting and the state capture and all of these sorts of things. The reality is load shedding stopped. 
Ramaphosa came in. Everyone believed he was the savior, and uh, they still had the, they coined the term Ramaphoria. You know, euphoria, Ramaphoria. Yeah. And uh, yep, so he won the election. What was it? May 2019, somewhere around there. And by December 2019, we hit what was called stage six load shedding. At that stage, I only knew of the stages of load shedding going up to stage four. Yeah. Next thing we hear on the news, we're on stage six, and we were down half the day. Like literally tw- 12 out of the 24 hours of power was out. Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely unbelievable what, what, what was going on there. But uh, and and I'd heard video. I'd I'd, heard, I'd I'd listened to a video early in the year, that that year, saying that uh, Ramaphosa had put a guy under the radar in, and the plan was to collapse Eskom, so that the business for renewable electricity could go to his brother-in-law Patrice Motsipe, mm. who also owns the Sundowns Football Club mm. in Pretoria, you know, and uh, stuff like that. And lo and behold, a number of months later, there we we hitting all of this load shedding and stuff like that, and then. Obviously, when COVID came, Ramaphosa locked us down, and it and then it, it came out that the Zuma faction was totally opposed to the lockdowns. Mm. Okay, and Scorsese is on it. The mini Zuma, his ex-wife, Jacob Zuma's ex-wife, she was a minister for cooperative governments, and uh, you know it came out from behind the scenes that these guys were all totally against the lockdown. In fact, Jacob Zuma's daughter, um, Duduzile Zuma. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually posted quite a few posts on Twitter saying the lockdown is evil, you know. Yeah. And and Jacob Zuma also came out against the vaccine. Yeah. But definitely the media was against Jacob Zuma. Mm. And uh, I'm not saying he, I'm, I'm a supporter of his. I'm, I'm definitely not saying that. But um, now he comes out with his new party thing. So the ANC has a problem because they look like a bunch of fools. Yeah. So I guess they had to suspend him. But suspending him can also antagonize their voters. But yeah. to me, they're in a no-win situation. Mm. And if I were them, I'd take the pain now. Yeah. Get it over with now. <laughs> Never mind suspend him. Kick him out. Yeah. You're supporting another party. Have an emergency hearing, a disciplinary hearing. If he doesn't pitch, which he probably won't, you kick him out in absentia. Mm. We can't have um, a major leader of the ANC. And I think he's on the, the National Executive Committee of the ANC. Mm-hmm. So we can't have an NEC member of the ANC actively campaigning for another party. Yeah. If there's a conflict of interest. Yeah, no, that's true. So they, they need to kick him out. Yeah. But what's that going to do for the elections? Mm. I think we should go on to France Cronier. Yeah, so now an article by Biz News um, that was released on the 24th of January is titled France Cronier on Elections 2024, ANC Faces Historic Challenge coalition dynamics in focus and it says as south africa braces for its most competitive election since apartheid's end the african national congress faces a decline but is expected to form a coalition to retain power according to franz Krenier, chairman of the social research foundation even if anc loses its majority policies may remain largely unchanged Krenier suggests the potential anc economic freedom fighters coalition but warns it could accelerate the ANC's declining trend. The ANC struggled against the opposition in key provinces, highlights uh, challenges amid rising discontent with joblessness, crime and power outages. The election's outcome may shape South Africa's political landscape and I'm quickly going to skip through um, just to speak about the stuff that covers um, what we are talking about today and it says here My call, and this is 
Krenia speaking. It says, my call is the ANC will govern South Africa after the elections, but will need backing from some minor parties to win 2% or 3% of the vote. Um, and that's what Franz Krenia said in an interview with Bloomberg's Johannesburg office on Monday. That doesn't change. Monday this week? Yeah, Monday this week. No, no. last week. Last week. What date was the article? 24th. So it was last week, Monday. Last week, okay. Um, It continues and it says... Because today's the 2nd of February, right? Yeah. Okay. While such a result would be seismic for the ANC as it would lose a national majority for the first time in clips in its previous worst, worst parliamentary election performance of 57% support in 2019, policies would largely be unaltered. The vote must be held within the next seven month or months, although a date has yet to be announced. Kroniers expects the temptations for the ANC to form a coalition with the populist economic freedom fighters which split from its ranks a, dec- a decade ago, is currently the third largest party to be tem- uh, tempered by the future damage that may do due to its standing. Should it choose to go into coalition with the EFF, that will not be the end of the world. It's, it, it'll just be a massive shock to sentiment and accelerate the trend line ANC support has been on for 15 years. That's what Crenia said. It will be the midwife of a future centrist coalition government for South Africa. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's well known within South African politics that if the ANC went into coalition with the EFF, um, that the EFF would rule that coalition. Yeah. All right. Uh, Julius Malema uh, would thrive. Yeah. And... Um, He'd really mess things up. Obviously, there's another theory that I've heard that Julius Malema doesn't really want to govern. So he might, he might put preposterous conditions so that they can stay in opposition because if you stay in opposition, you can't be held accountable for anything. Yeah. You just shoot your mouth off the whole time. So, um, so that's a situation there. Now, just for people who might be listening from overseas, if you're wondering if Julius Malema is in the EFF, if maybe you do not know, if you've heard stories about the Safian Farm murders, or the song Kill the Boer, Kill the Farmer, you know, bah, 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 you know, they've mm-hmm. got that, that slogan. Um, then that, that, that's Julius Malema, and they, they wear red berets, they wear red overalls in Parliament, you know, and all sorts of things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's who Julius Malema is. Now, they're very radical, they're very strong, and um, the, the ANC has not gone into coalition with them up to this point. Yeah. All right, and the EFF has not gone into coalition with the ANC up until this point. So I do not know if that's going to happen. Now, interestingly enough, um, there's a, a new conglomeration of parties called the Southern Rainbow Alliance. And when this thing was being formed, myself and one of our other pastors were invited to their meetings to speak to the meeting of a number of these smaller parties on behalf of the church. Yeah. And this was a number of smaller parties that are represented in Parliament. And then um, what happened was one of the presentations that was made there was that uh, they estimated, well, their polling was showing that the ANC was going to achieve 48% of the vote, which means they were going to need 2%. So if you take these smaller parties and you put them together, then, um, you know, if you've got 2 or 3% of the vote, then you can go into a governing coalition with them. Mm. So what Franz Cornier is saying is that something like that is a very, very real possibility, which means then you get all of these smaller parties actually having a say in government. 
Mm. Um, you know, that's a possible outcome. Obviously, the other one is if the ANC drops down to like 45, um, then, then I think there's a greater prospect of them going to coalition with the Democratic Alliance, mm. which is the party that's maybe largely white. If you look at their leadership, I don't know if you'd agree with that. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, very interesting times. It's the first time since 19... In fact, it's the first time ever an election in my time that we do not know what the outcome is going to be in advance. Sure. So every election prior to 1994, we knew that the National Party was going to win. That was in the old white electorate in South Africa. Yeah. We knew that they had the majority and that they're going to win. Yeah. It's just by much. And since 1994, every election since then, we've known that the ANC is going to win. It's just been a matter of by how much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What, what's the size of the majority going to be? And now, they might win. That's mm. true. But for the first time, there's an actual real-world possibility that they may not get to 50% and would therefore need to form a coalition government. Mm. Now, just to explain to everyone how the, the, situ- the set- setup works in South Africa, we, we work on a proportional representation system. So you get a ballot paper and all the parties that are registered, they are on the ballot paper and you put your X next to the party that you want to vote for. Mm. Right? Um, then you get a second ballot and that's for your province. The, there's nine provinces. So yeah, in Johannesburg, we're in a province called Gauteng and you vote on that one as well. Also on a proportional representation system within your provincial legislature. So yeah. there's, a, there's a legislature for the province and then obviously the parliament, which is a legislature for the country. Now, in Parliament, they take the percentage of the votes that each um, party gets, and then they translate that into the Parliament. Now, the Parliament has 400 seats. Yeah. So, um, if you got, say, 51% of the vote, you basically take the 51% times by four, and that's how many seats you'll have. Mm-hmm. So, you'll have about 200, 204 seats. You understand? So if, a, if, if, if for a party to outright win the election, what has to happen is they have to get 201 seats. Because the first thing the new parliament does, once they've been sworn in by the chief justice, is that they elect the president. And um, to be elected president, you need 201 votes. Yeah. And uh, that's why, um, you know, what we're saying is if they get 48%, then that would mean about 192 seats. Which means they would be... Um, under 92 seats, they'd, been, they'd, they'd need another nine seats to be able to elect the president. Sure. And um, that's why they'd need some smaller coalition partners yeah. to come on board with them. Now, obviously, you might have three or four parties that together have eight seats or yeah. nine seats, you know, or 10 seats. So they don't, have, they don't have a big representation, but all of a sudden now, the ANC needs them to be able to secure power. Mm. And the way you secure power is by having the president. Because mm. the presidency controls the administrative state. Yeah. So therefore, they have real power. Because if the ANC doesn't listen to them, they can threaten to pull out of the coalition. Yeah. And if they pull out of the coalition, then a motion of no confidence can be brought in. Mm. You understand? And if it passes, then you have to have another election for the president mm. within the parliament. So, so <clears throat> now all of a sudden, you've got smaller parties which can wield power far greater than what their representation is. Mm. All right, and that's the situation we're sitting with in the city of Janesburg right now. Sure. That's very interesting. That's mm. very deep. It's quite, it's quite hectic. Um, and then what does MK have? What do you think MK, or what are your thoughts in terms of MK, MK and now them suspending and 
with MK. Now, obviously, with Jacob Zuma. Um, can you imagine being Fakili Mbulula, who's the Secretary General of the ANC? Mm. So he's the guy that's got to maintain discipline, all of this stuff. Yeah. And uh, you're talking about Jacob Zuma, who although there's many people that don't like him, he's got a sizable constituency within the rank and file of the ANC membership. Yeah. So you've got a problem. All right. And I think Mbulula feels like he's on a sinking ship. Yeah. So, you know, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Now, what's the impact going to be of EBK on the election? Um, we're not sure. So, just to give an example, what Dr. Franz Grunier is saying, so obviously the ANC, they're polling at around 50%. Mm-hmm. So, the margin of error is 2, which mm-hmm. means they could go to 52, that's within the margin of error, or 48. Mm. Now, because of the system I explained earlier, there's a huge difference if they get 49% versus 51 or 52% or yeah. 48%. Because at 49 or 48 percent, they don't have enough seats to elect the president. Yeah. They need coalition partners. Um, so that's the situation nationally. But in terms of provincially, so first of all, at the moment, the Western Cape, which is the province where Cape Town is, yeah. um, is ruled by the Democratic Alliance. Yeah. But now in this election, we've spoken about this before on the show, the ANC is polling in the 30s. Mm. So they're somewhere in the 30 percentages in Gauteng which means they're almost certainly going to lose Gauteng. So if they get into power in Gauteng, they're going to need coalition partners. Mm. But there's a very real possibility that the Premier of Gauteng is not going to be an ANC man mm. or woman. And on top of that, in KwaZulu-Natal, which is where the, the Zulu nation is the biggest population grouping, the ANC is polling in the low 40%. So now, especially with MK now, any chance they had of maybe edging out that election are extremely, extremely um, small. Yeah. And if with MK, depending on how well they do, that could drop even further. So it's almost certain that in order to be in power in KwaZulu-Natal, they're going to need some sort of coalition partners. But there's a very real possibility that come July, August, or whenever, you know, the period after the elections, that the ANC will not be ruling three of the nine provinces that yeah. they'll be in opposition in three of the nine provinces in South Africa. Um, now, when asked about uh, how, how well MK is going to do, Dr. Franz Cronier doesn't know. Mm. And they're actually at the moment busy doing polling. Mm. So hopefully in the next two weeks or so, we're going to find out how strong the MK party is you know, in, yeah. in South Africa because I think the, the majority of their votes are going to be taken away from the ANC. Yeah. In Matthew 20, verse 25 to 28, it says, But Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers in this world lorded over their people, and officials flaunt the authority over those under them. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your, must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. What I want to say to you, and you, you see it in our elections now, and you see that there's obviously the U.S. presidential election campaigns going on in the States as well. Yeah. And what do all these leaders do? They pretend that they're like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Let's be straight. What Jesus spoke about there, about servant leadership, Yep. about the leadership in the kingdom of God. 
I mean, doesn't the average political leader pretend that they're a leader like that? Yeah. And then they get into power and what happens? Then everything. They lock the country yeah. down even yeah. though the people in the country don't want to be locked down. That's True. what happened in South Africa. Yeah. The vast majority of the population hated the idea of a lockdown. Right from day one. And yet the government locked them down anyway. And this is supposed to be a democracy. Mm. So the thing is, what happens in, 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 in the real, real world of politics, the guys pretend like they're these servant leaders until they get into power. And then they act like Hitler. Mm. They all act. I mean, they mustn't call other people fascists because they all act like Hitler. Even Hamas, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even the Israeli government. All these politicians act like Hitler because that's what we do. We lord it over those we rule over because of our sin. Yeah. So I want to tell you this. If you're facing an election this year and you're hoping that a savior is going to be elected, this, the, the savior was not elected. He was coronated. Mm. He's King Jesus Amen. who's on the throne. Yeah. I want to encourage you your, to put your first citizenship in the kingdom of heaven, mm. to put it and to put Jesus as your king. Yeah. That is a savior. There's no politicians going to save you. Even if they 100% have the right motives and the right intentions, they are powerless to fix your country. Mm. I'm telling you now, the only way your country is going to be fixed, and even if you're living in Iran, if you're living in communist China, if you're living in North Korea, wherever you're living, in the United States, going to one of those colleges which are full of all the wokeness, woke and broke, you know, the whole, that whole thing. What I'm telling you now is that the only savior that's going to help your nation is Jesus, and Jesus only works through the church. Yeah, amen. There needs to be a revival. I want to encourage you to look at that passage that we've read there from Matthew and to put your faith in Jesus. That's where you are, plus. Amen. Amen. So let us know your thoughts on our social media platform. It's been an amazing show, an amazing discussion. We really would love to know. Let, we'd really love to know your thoughts. So go onto our Instagram page, which is at ActiveFM underscore official. It's underscore official. Hey. Yes, at ActiveFM underscore official. And post your send us a dm with your thoughts um tag us in a post and let us know what are your thoughts in terms of what we've been speaking about um and remember to share out our show with your friends so that you guys can get conversation going about the elections in south africa i'm your girl cynthia but you know you can call me geeks and with me in studio we've had gavin Inslin. pastor gavin Enslin, right here on active fm radio has never been better on the political show where christ politics is Hot politics Hot politics active fm radio has never been better